0: What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mahetch, and myself, Anthony Cidadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast and the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. Ben and I will be going over the Wizards' recent loss. Uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks, their losing streak, obviously, and, and more lineup changes. Um, but first, we want to get uh, we want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Uh, later in the show, Ben will tell you everything you need to know about Bilt Bar. So let's get right into it, Ben. Saturday night, another Wizards loss, but a nail-biter against the Milwaukee Bucks uh 125 to 119 despite the loss Russell Westbrook played his probably his best game of the season uh 42 point triple double uh and Rui Hachimura also uh contributed with with you know 29 points 11 rebounds played his best game of the season probably as well with Brad out uh Ben let's get right into it my friend i hope you are doing well starting the week off fresh uh i'd love to get your takeaways from from uh, this game and really how the team uh, kind of went, went to battle without Bradley Beal for the first time in a while.
1: Yeah, this, I think, tells a bigger story about how this team works uh, and how how dependent they are on Brad Beal. If you remember um, a month or so ago, they played without Bradley Beal for the first time. Denny Avdia had a career-high 20 points, and he looked right. engaged. Uh, the team moved the ball really well. Same thing on Saturday, Brie Hachimura, 29 points. 11 rebounds, one of the best games that he's had really his entire career. He looked aggressive. Something that he said that was really interesting after the game, he said, Brad was out, so I knew the team needed a scorer. That's why I was more confident in myself. I've got to be the guy. So to me, Anthony, this tells me that these players are acting like their performance is exclusive from Bradley Beal. Like if Brad's playing, then you might not get the best Hachimura. But if he's out, then he's going to play more confident more aggressive style of basketball. To me, it says like if they need to make sure that these players are playing at, their, at the highest capacity with Bradley Bill on the floor, otherwise they're going to keep losing games. I mean, they lost five of the last six. It tells a bigger story that this team has really failed to integrate the entire roster, the, the has failed to utilize the talents of these players because Rui, he looked aggressive. He looked good. I mean, he looked like a player with all-star type of potential in the future. Uh, he's super skilled. He's really talented. Uh, can score the ball with ease. Player his age. Rebounded really well. It's a shame, but going forward I think hopefully the Wizards can can realize that these players can hoop and and it's and it's beyond just Bradley Beal. Of course Bradley Beal is the right. best
0: scorer in basketball, but these other guys have talent too. 100% and Ben, as we saw the Milwaukee Bucks they did not have trouble scoring the ball and neither did the Wizards. The Wizards were up one at the at half and they were they hung around the entire game. Uh defensively, Rui played really well. And Rui, you're right, Ben, Uh, you know, without Brad, he's able to take more shots. A lot of guys took a lot more shots. Like we talk about Denny Advia when he's given those minutes, you know, we might see him get 25, 30 minutes, some games, and we might see him take four or five shots, not much, but against Milwaukee, he put up 10, 10 shots. I mean, I know he didn't shoot well from three, but still at least we're getting him to shoot more. At least he's getting out there and, and being more confident, shooting the ball. And uh, that could lead to better games on the road, which it will, I, I 100% uh, think. But Ben, our guy Russ, I think for the past five games, he's been playing absolutely phenomenal. I mean, ap- undoubtedly, the past five games, one of the best point guards in the league, ha- hands down, top, top three. I mean, he's, he's been playing the past five games. Uh, obviously, with this 42-point triple-double, uh, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. And he shot really well, Ben, 16 for 32 from the floor, 5 for 11, from 3 point. Ben, past 5 games, Russ is he's averaging over 27 a game, 7 rebounds and over 11 assists a game, over two almost three steals a game, over 50% shooting from the floor and he's shooting over 41% from 3. So Ben, I know those are just the basic stats, but really how do you feel about about Russ and how he's been playing especially when when his uh, co-star is out? He looked amazing
1: on, on Saturday. I mean, he was aggressive. He attacked the basket. When his jump shot's falling, that's the cherry on top. When it is falling, he's one of the best point guards in the NBA. There's no there's no uh, question about that. The problem is it really hasn't been falling all season long. But like you said, in the past five games, he played well. I didn't think his game against uh, Philadelphia was all, all that great. I thought the, he was a bit of a ball stopper there team came out flat and i didn't think russ helped right. in that regard but yeah like you said his numbers have been really good if nothing else i think this is improves his trade value um but it is a little scary like he's putting up 27 points a game in the last five games he's doing it on an efficient basis and the team is still losing uh and brad played in those games so it's a little little bit concerning like they can't win games with russ is playing at, at this level uh, even with bradley Bill on the floor and it leads to the question that there's what thirty some odd games left. Uh, the Wizards are still making the pseudo push towards the playoffs. They're almost ten games below 500. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the fifth worst record in the NBA. So we have to—I don't know—at some point we have to consider like, is this what the team is? Because we—they've been so inconsistent. Uh, you really Seems don't like know it. what to expect from Russ. You don't know what to expect from the Wizards at all. So it's—it's it's hard to really predict where they end up. But uh, yeah, all in all, I guess good for Russ. And nothing else improves his trade value, and I think that's good for everyone involved.
0: Absolutely, Ben, and uh, yeah, you're right. This is what we're working with. It seems like the Wizards uh, really are plateauing, but hopefully they get back in some sort of rhythm. As for you know, their younger guys and some of the guys they they may be trading. Ben Troy Brown Jr. again, 13 minutes. Um, I know we talked about them maybe showcasing him for being a trade option. Uh, do you think this continues the the showcase? Yeah, I mean, this is so, 13 minute showcase is such a
1: oxymoron right <laughs> but right. look how neto he's he's suffering a minor injury he could be out um, right. today against the milwaukee bucks again so mm. maybe this gives troy brown more of an opportunity to play but it does look it does look like they're doing that it does look like they're giving him more playing time to maybe improve his trade value um, give the wizards an avenue to trade for someone there was an earlier report that they might have interest in a player like sean Holmes. i think he'd be a great fit maybe they can swap troy brown for him or something like that but Remains to be seen. Something's got to give, because if if this team does have a mandate to make the playoffs, uh, a trade could be something that helps them propel to that position. But right. um, I'm, I'm assuming, Holmes is having a great year. Yeah, and he's one of those guys He's such an energy player, a great rim protector, everything the Wizards right. need. Uh, maybe that'll shake out, but um, regardless of what happens, uh, obviously I think the pressure's on Tommy Shepard and Scott Brooks because these games are coming and going. Not long ago, Scott Brooks said, you know, we have – 50, 60 games left in the playoff um, in the season, and now we're inching towards the end of the year, and the Wizards are still um, yeah. kind of in this limbo, struggling phase where they give us small blimps of who they could be, and then they lose five of the last six, so tough spot, but Lockdown Wizards fans, we have a lot more to get into, including Scott Brooks' surprising lineup change on Saturday. Before we get into that, though, we want to let you guys know about Headspace. Headspace is an easy meditation app. If you're feeling overwhelmed, as we often do nowadays, Headspace is a three-minute meditation for you. It doesn't take all that while to get into the right Headspace, so to speak. Its approach is to mindfulness and how that reduces stress and improves sleep. It boosts focus. It increases your overall sense of well-being. I use it on an almost daily basis. It helps me fall asleep. It helps me get in the right state of mind before work uh, and whatever the case may be. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash lockdown That's headspace.com slash lockdown MBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best Deal offered right now, head to headspace.com slash lockdown NBA today. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bet and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, it's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN. March Madness is here, and that means bracket challenges. Join our Lockdown listener bracket challenge group on ESPN. Submit your March Madness picks, beat your favorite hosts, and if you win, you will get a guest appearance on Lockdown today, our daily news podcast. The link to join is in the show notes of this episode. Get your picks in today. Anthony, like I just mentioned on Saturday, Scott Brooks made yet another change to the starting lineup. He swapped Mo Wagner for Alex Len. Len played 33 minutes against the Bucs. The game prior against the Sixers, he played just six minutes. Um, When asked for his reasoning, Scott Brooks said, it's nothing against Mo Wagner, but we just needed to make a change. Uh, So not much of an explanation there. I think he did mention that the team was getting kind of beat up inside the paint. Um, it's kind of the same thing that we've been talking about all season long. The wizards found a starting lineup that they liked with Garrison, Matthews, and Mo Wagner that those wins that came with that lineup dwindled with these recent losses. So I guess Scott just determined that another change was needed. So, and what, what do you think about this move? What do you think this means for the wizards?
0: Yeah, Ben, I think uh, you hit it really on the, on the head there. Just they, they you know, on a losing streak, a uh, really tough five uh, to 10 game stretch with The Wiz, and yeah, I think Scott was just really messing around with the lineup like he has all all season long. What we you know we didn't really I, I know that they that he sat Mo Wagner, but we this is this may be the the first game where Robin Lopez did has Robin Lopez always made it a, uh, at least one shot or, or always take uh, attempted one shot this season? I think this was his first game, just being out there 15 minutes, no shots attempted. Uh, so yeah, they really. I guess Scott saw something different for, uh, against Milwaukee. Maybe he'll do the same thing tonight, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know about you, Ben, but I always think that this team, no matter what, no matter who they're playing, uh, Mo Wagner can 100% help, uh, help them down the stretch, well, You know, especially in crunch time. I know that, that Scott has played him one half, taking him out for, for a full second half. Has, he hasn't seen the floor. So, yeah, Alex Flynn, obviously I don't have an issue with Alex Len playing at all. And that's not what I'm trying to say. I just, it's just a little odd for me. I mean, seeing a guy succeed, especially during, you know, before this little slump, they were, they, they, they got, uh, they got a little hot, right? We saw a little, you know, three game win streak and they won, you know, what, seven out of 10. And, and now, I mean, just random games. You got to think what this does for, for the guy's confidence too, because Mo Wagner, I think that he's proved every time he's been out there, he brings energy. He always plays hard. He hustles more than anything. And Ben, like we talk about, he spaces the floor well uh, with Russ out there. I like. I mean, I like seeing him out there. I think that. I mean, I still think that Alex Len and Mo Wagner should be getting the most minutes as uh, as centers on this team. Obviously, with uh, with Robin Lopez coming off the bench, and he did Saturday. But Ben, again, I, uh, I guess to answer your question, this is probably like what you just said. Scott's trying to switch it up after, you know, a rough stint. God, can you switch it up without such a dramatic change, though? Right. No, no, I, I hear like, you on that. Yeah. He,
1: yeah. he went from playing 20-plus minutes a game to starting, like, a dozen straight games to not playing at all.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which makes – I'm sorry to say – Makes zero sense. Alex Lan played 33 minutes a game prior. He played six. And games prior, he played none. Now he's starting playing over 30 minutes a game. Mo Wagner, who was playing over 20 minutes a game, plays none. That's such a drastic change. And you're right. Not only does it hurt a player's confidence, how, in the, how, how, can, how can you find your rhythm as a basketball player? If you're Mo Wagner and you're playing 20, 25 minutes a game, you're getting in your rhythm. Next game, you're not playing at all. And then maybe the next game you're starting, it is impossible to find a rhythm. These players have had inconsistent roles this entire season. This doesn't help player development. Certainly doesn't help the team find their chemistry on the court. I am amazed that this team has played as consistently as they have. Honestly, they are, and they without, are, they have
0: been consistent
1: without without like straight up locker room people just being upset in the locker room because we haven't like heard issues, anything about yeah, that. Right. We we because haven't heard about issues. H- yeah. How can you? I'd assume that other teams, if you had these drastic changes occurring on really a weekly basis at this point, mm-hmm. that hasn't hurt the team's off-the-court chemistry, it seems, the locker room chemistry at all, which is surprising because these changes have been occurring at such a high rate where it's impossible to expect consistency. These players are playing 30 minutes, not starting, five minutes, not playing at all next game. It's just, it's so confusing because you have no idea what you're going to expect not only if you're covering the team, but if you're the player, which is most important, you're Mo Wagner. You go from starting to literally sitting, getting a DNP CD. To me, it's like, all right, something's got to give here. Stick with the lineup, and if it fails, it fails. And if you're going to make right. a change, make it a gradual one because this isn't helping anybody. And you have it in the Wizards' record. Five of the last six, nine games below 500, and the schedule is only going to get more difficult.
0: You're 100% right, Ben, and, and I thought we would have 100% seen Mo Wagner in there, another guy that can score the ball, another guy that, you know, helps out on the offensive end. With Davis Bertans out, obviously Brad was out. I mean, it, to me, didn't make much sense because you're going to give, and and he gave Robin Lopez 15 minutes, didn't do much on the offensive end, and Alex Len was really left with the, with the heavy, you know, a heavy load up, you know, the front court so and they went up against the honest which is not an easy it's never an easy task and uh yeah i mean i know brooke lopez he's more of a shooting center but still we, w- we would have loved to see mo wagner in there at least get i mean at least have him coming off the bench right if you're gonna start alex len
1: He's the most mobile, most mobile center on the team. And, right, and Brook right. Lopez, like you said, he's a floor-spacing big man at this point in his career. It's not like he's banging down low like a Joel Embiid did or yep, uh, right. the other players or, or like a Jonas Valchunas that they met last week. Um, Brook Lopez is a different sort of player that Mo Wagner would have matched up well against, I thought. And he got no minutes. It's just such a drastic change. It doesn't make sense. And here's the thing, Anthony. It signals to me that they don't have trust in any of their centers.
0: They don't trust they don't, Mo Wagner. They don't, because, don't trust Alex yeah, Lyon. They don't. So make a move. They threw, but they threw it all together. They had Mo, yes, but they they, they signed they signed Robin, and then they brought in Alex Len. You know, a, after how, you know what whatever 20, twenty some odd games into the season, but Ben, they they don't. Of course, they don't trust their front court. They threw it together. Like I mean, they they didn't do anything in yeah. in the off season besides Robin Lopez. So, so you know, make that, a move. That's, though. that's all. That's all you have to say about. it. Of course, they don't trust their front court, and of course, that's that's one of the big. That's what we talked about. Really, the the, the first episode, what we talked about, that was our both of ours. The biggest kink in their uh, in their really plan this year for, for the season. Yeah, so, I mean, they, yeah, they I mean, have, their front court's just depleted. I mean, I know the roster's depleted. I mean, losing Thomas Bryant for any team that would that would not be good for any team. Obviously, And he was that spark that the Wizards needed, right? Yeah, Starting was, center. I mean, he was probably the third best player. Yeah, in a way,
1: the heart of the team, like the way he it, played. Yeah, absolutely, his rebounding, his energy was contagious. So, yeah. But to me, it, I mean, they lost Thomas Bryant early in the season. You've had months to get an improved center oh yeah tommy's had time and, for sure and and they've they really haven't they really haven't and if you're going to sign alex Len for that purpose you have to give him a consistent role uh if you th- if you think mo Wagner can be a co- contributor then you have to make sure that he's his role is defined and right now the only players with a defined role are russell westbrook and bradley beale and that's a problem
0: honestly yeah literally the, you know russ brad and the next next up is probably robin lopez which is absurd that's, to think because Ridiculous. Yeah, because I think any Wizards fans out there that that watch closely, that that pay attention, if if asked about the centers on this team, I think anyone would say obviously Alex Len and Mo, Mo Wagner are are the more two suitable centers to play more. But it doesn't happen. It just hasn't happened all season. But I mean, you know, Alex Lennon got you know he got double the playing time that Robin Lopez did Saturday night, right? That's that's rare, though. We usually see Robin Lopez starting. He plays the most minutes. And we usually see nothing from Alex Len. Randomly, what, two or three minutes? But still, you're right. You you pick these guys up, and you give them no defined role. You keep making these these strange decisions for your front court. So, yeah, I mean, right now, Tommy, I mean, I know that he's been in the hot seat. But, yeah, sure, I mean, you don't make a a move soon. Yeah, it's going to keep getting hotter and hotter, and, and we, we could be looking at a new front office. Soon, I don't so. know.
1: This team is uh, – the ownership is, is, is so patient, and they've often relied on the injury excuse, and that's why the, the previous front office was there for as long as it has been, and that's why Tommy has stayed for as long as he has. I mean, look, Tommy is not a new face in this organization. He's been there for 16 years. Um, this isn't anything new for the Wizards.
0: No, for sure, but still, like, the losing continues, Right.
1: The losing continues, and, and the issue that's is... What, these, that's what stays. These, these issues also aren't new to Scott Brooks. Like if you We have watched him in Oklahoma City make these same decisions. When, when Kendrick Perkins was clearly, clearly on his way out and was mismatched in the playoffs, Scott Brooks stuck with him and then refused to make changes. And here, it's the similar thing with Robin Lopez and just not giving anybody else the defined role, particularly if you're a center on the roster. You just haven't had one all year long. And if you're Tommy Shepard... Um, and if you don't think you have a suitable center on the roster, you have to try to do something at this point. It might be too little too late, whatever they do. If let's say they do make a change during next week's trade deadline. Um, at that point, you only have what 30 games left in the year. And it might not be enough to make that, to make that push that the wizard need right now. Cause it's only getting worse.
0: You're right, Ben, and hopefully we can see maybe an Andrew Drummond signing when, when they reach a buyout. Maybe they'll make a trade for someone big. We don't know, but maybe Tommy has something up his sleeve. But we do know if they do not make any moves, they stay stagnant, we're going to get probably this result come playoff time. Probably missing the playoffs, right? In the, maybe right in the bubble if they're able to make a run, but still, um, this team has yet to find their identity. It has – it had and which is strange because Ben like you brought up earlier they have been playing consistent. They consistently are in every game. They consistently have so many games that are that come down to nail-biting situations but have not been able to finish many of these games off. And it's is it tough to watch? Is it is it surprising? It's not very surprising they didn't make too many adjustments from from last season, obviously with the Russell Westbrook John Wall trade um that that still didn't change the most. Right. But again, Ben, this all goes into depth and it starts with, I mean, who you're playing, who like, who's contributing. They, it seems every game besides, uh, you know, putting injuries aside, putting players like, you know, Brad resting aside, there's, there's something new every game for Scott. It just seems there's nothing consistent. Uh, His rotations continue to change. Um, and, yeah, we really don't know uh, what's going to happen down the road throughout <laughs> the rest of this season. We're kind but of just guessing. I, I, we, are, we are guessing. I, to me, Ben, to tell you the truth, I, I hate being somber. I hate being pessimistic. But I really do not think the Wizards have many more cards up their sleeve. I think this is what we're going to be working with until, uh, you know, the end of this season, really. But that's okay to me if you make up your mind. Like, if you say – you know what, Robin
1: Lopez is our center, and we signed him. We gave him the mid-level exception in the off-season. Uh, we would pay him over seven million a year. He's a veteran on this team. We're going to start him, and he's going to play twenty-five minutes a game. And Mo Wagner is a floor spacer. He's in the. He's going to make up the rest of the the uh, the minutes off the bench. And Alex Len, he'll play spot minutes if someone gets hurt, whatever the case may be, foul trouble. But here, it's like. They haven't made up their mind with these centers. They, You're saying winning,
0: winning or losing, you just want consistency. You more, need to make so. up
1: your mind because you, that's how you figure out what you have in players. Now we have no idea. Like Alex Land might be a good center at times. He looks like a legitimate starter at times. He'll give you a double-double with two blocks. Uh, he's the most athletic center on the team. He's very solid. Mo Wagner at times is, looks like a legit floor-spacing big, a competent backup, but then you don't see him sometimes. Like on Monday, he just didn't play. Other games he starts, to me, it's just a matter of literally Making up your mind and figuring out who you're going to rock with, and and if we're at this point in the season and you're still trying to figure out what you have on your roster, and you've been looking at the same roster since training camp, you have to look at Coach Scott Brooks and the rest of that coaching staff and ask them, what in the world have you been doing this entire season? Right? Are you that? Are you that troubled by your roster that you make mm-hmm. changes, drastic changes, basically game to game?
0: It seems like they are. you're <laughs> well, like troubled me, by the
1: roster for sure. Well, to me, then you, you, then, then you have to be more honest and at least pick someone, rock with that player, uh, make set rotations, and just figure out what you have in the, in the team with, that, with, that, with those team players that are playing. Because at this point, we have no
0: idea what the Wizards have on this team. Ben, one big thing, though, that could change this entire season around that Scott Brooks brought up after the Milwaukee loss. What if we see a Rui Hachimura play like this? For the next 30 some odd games. Obviously, Bradley Beal was out, but to you, if that's the case, if, if that is the case, if Rui Hachimura ends up at you know, starts going off 20-25 points a game, rebounding the ball, great playing great defense. I guess does that swing this team like whole momentum towards like a, a, a much better playoff push?
1: No doubt, because then you'd have, your third, you'd have the third best player on the team. But I have no confidence because Scott Brooks has been entirely either unwilling or incapable to diversify this team's offense. Because this team's offense, and really this entire team, is Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. But we've seen when one of them are out, the ball moves, the players like Denny Abdia and Rui Hachimura get more shot attempts, and all of a sudden, not surprisingly, they look like good NBA players. But when Beal and Russ are on the floor, this team is just entirely, one, literally 100% dependent upon these players. When I tell you that Denny Avdia has the same usage rate as Isak Banga, your head should spin. Right, and that should right. signal to you that this team isn't using the talent on its roster. And it's been the same story every single game when these players are playing. That's not Russ or Bradley Beal's fault. It's the coaching staff's fault for not really having a solid offense in place. Their whole offense should... We've heard, it's again, all
0: based around Brad and Russ.
1: I mean, I've their usage this rating is just through the roof. We've seen the Princeton offense. We've seen the Triangle offense. This team is just Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal offense. If you've covered this, this league long enough, you know that this isn't new for Scott Brooks. I've seen him in Oklahoma City. That entire offense was Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. And those players, with all due respect to Brad Beal and this current iteration of Russell Westbrook, it's a lot easier to win games when you have MVP-type Russell Westbrook and mvp and Kevin Durant. You can get away with playing that style of basketball. But when you have the talent the Wizards do, you have the record that you do because that sort of simplistic offense uh, doesn't work out uh, in the Wizards' favor. But we have a lot more to get into. And look, a rematch on Monday against the Milwaukee Bucks. Before we get to that, though, we've been talking about Built Bar. Anthony has been hyping this up as the best-tasting protein bar on the market. But it's time to find out which amazing protein bar is the best-tasting protein bar. All of them have 100% chocolate all. On- all bars, but it's time for built bar madness. Today's matchup is peanut butter brownie versus coconut almond. Although the coconut almond combines two delicious flavors while providing the healthy element, peanut butter brownie is two of my favorite indulgent flavors. Anthony knows that I am a sucker for a brownie. And for that reason, I lean towards the peanut butter brownie. But the great part is they're both so healthy and tasty. Go to builtbar.com or Bill underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com And check out to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you really want to know, you need to subscribe to the Lockdown NBA Draft podcast, especially if you're a Wizards fan, because Cade Cunningham might be headed to D.C., folks. Prospects, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Don't let Anthony fool you. Cade Cunningham will be a wizard. Subscribe today and follow Lockdown NBA Draft. Look, the Wizards get a shot at redemption on Monday. Look, the, one of the th- cool things about this COVID season, if you want to even call it cool, but one of the interesting and, and I think unique uh, sort of twists on the season is these back-to-back games against the same teams, almost as mini-series. So the Wizards see Milwaukee again. Howell Neto, Davis Berton's questionable, which means likely more shots for Rui and Denny. But Brad Beal is likely back. He's not on the injury list, so he could play. Anthony, I'm going to ask you this. They look competitive without Beal. They were on the cusp of beating the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. So what do they got to do differently tonight to secure the win?
0: Well, really, Ben, it's – we've said it all season, man. It's really just defending the best. It's really just defending, man. I mean, if you're going to allow your opponent to score 130 points a game, it's so, so hard to always overcome that, right? So – it really, all their problems lie on the defensive end. We can talk about rotations. We can talk about everything on the offensive end about, you know, we, we can judge Scott Brooks about, you know, this, this, that his crazy offense with, you know, just implementing Bradley Beal and, and, and Russell Westbrook. And that's fine. So many coaches do that when they have stars like that. And that's totally fine. But Ben, they obviously can score high, 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 you know, um, late in the games. So they could obviously put themselves in a position to win, Always be, in a chance, always be in a position to win um, right there. But then it comes down to the defensive end, uh, and they just continue to struggle late in the games, um, trying, to, trying to get stops late in the games to uh, really secure those, those victories when they're scoring 120, 130. Because, uh, again, it's, if you're going to allow your opponent to, to, to score you know that, that much late in the game, if you're not going to get stops, that, that's just really what it is. And against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, trying to fight for an NBA Finals run, yeah, you're not going to get the win. So, Ben, if they continue their struggles in the defensive end, um, if they're, I mean, how many plays – what was it? Eight, eight guys for uh, Milwaukee scored in double digits? Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much, if that happens again, Ben, another loss. So, yeah, it's all in defensive end. How, how about you? What, what, what do you think they needed to do differently?
1: I'm beyond the point of, honestly, even considering wins or losses. Rui Hachimura, he's playing again against an elite-level player. We saw him, honestly, look good against Kawhi Leonard. Um, he looked good on Saturday against Giannis. Let's see what he does again. I, look, early in the season, him and Russ, um, they connected. And, and you could tell they were, they were looking for each other on offense, especially with Russ there. They posted Rui up a ton. They were running the offense through him a lot. I'd love to see them kind of go back to that, even with Beal back, because when he's playing at a high level, the Wizards have a clear-cut third-best player on the team, and they need that right now, because often it's sometimes it's Rui, sometimes even it's Robin Lopez, so the Wizards have to make sure that this is Rui's role, that they have a quote-unquote big three and that Rui is that third player here, even if obviously their big three isn't full of stars or Rui's not at that level yet, but... I'd like for them to lean on that role for Rui because he can get it done. We saw it on Saturday, 29-11. He rebounds better when he's engaged offensively. Uh, he hit the three-point shot. I'd love to see them get him going early because if they do, then the Wizards have a shot at winning here. Look, the, the Bucks had some, some, some of their key players have tough shooting nights. Chris Middleton, three for 12. Drew Holiday, six for 18. I don't expect that same poor shooting from those two players. They're both all-star caliber players. Um, I, I expect them to shoot a little bit better here. And obviously, with Beale back, the Wizards are going to keep relying on him as they do. But again, the onus is on this team to figure it out to, to make sure that their offense is flowing even when Beale's on the floor and not just entirely just tossing in a ball, so to speak, and just hoping that he, he gets it done. But let's make some predictions before we let these guys go on this. What, what's likely Love a Monday it. morning that they're listening on this tube? Let's, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the week on an optimistic note. I think the Wizards are going to learn from their mistakes. Rui's confident. Um, I'm sure Russell Westbrook is confident after his best performance of the year, five for 11 from three for Russ. So hopefully he can keep that shooting going. I'm going to go with a win here. I think the Wizards were were so close and really should have won Saturday's game against the Bucks. And, and I think mm-hmm. Beal is going to put them over the top. And look, I think they're going to get a double digit win here. Maybe I'm being optimistic Ooh, on a Monday, but double digit win for the Wizards and, and that says a little bit about the Bucks because we haven't really talked about it much. But at 24 and 14, I don't think they're the elite team that we might have thought they were going to be heading into this season. So. A win for the Wizards, a
0: double-digit win at that. Anthony, what do you think? I love the optimism, pal. I think I'm going to keep it going like that as well. Win, I got a win as well Monday against the Bucks. Yeah, uh, Brad coming back. Hopefully, Davis is back. Um, but if not, still... Um, we assume Bradley will play. He's not on the injured list. So, yeah, I have them with a win again. Uh, you know, Ben, 15th win. Let's hope the Wizards get their 15th win. That'll put them at 15 and 23. Still struggling, guys. But, again, we always try and keep the faith on this show. Uh, Lockdown Wizards always always ha- has some sort of optimism, even even on some of our sadder shows. But still, uh, going up against the Milwaukee Bucks team, they definitely can beat them, Ben, uh, like they can beat any team as we know, they always give themselves the chance, and with Brad Beck, I think as well uh, as you that
1: he'll put him over the top. And we get to see, we get to see the the battle of, of the ages with Beal and Giannis. The, the conversation we had at an earlier podcast, but the battle
0: uh, of the ages. Yes. <laughs> oh man, people still cutting my head off that I said Brad. Do you North
1: still get there. Do you still get messages about that? Maybe? Oh
0: yeah, people people killing me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, people coming at me all over Greece. They, but. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> I think this season has really. Um, Honestly, I think has
1: supplemented your point because um janis as as great as he has been this Bucks team has struggled a bit i oh, think yeah. I, I think they were they were gonna Definitely. be better than than they showed um some
0: some questionable coaching decisions on their end too so I don't yeah. think I have them they've struggled them. on the road all year and did you catch uh Janis grabbing Russ right at the end of the game the buzzer grabbed him and like it was a very strange uh encounter, but you know they they hugged it out right there but it it was, it was odd. Um, I would love to know exactly what Giannis said to him. It um, uh, looked like he was just maybe telling them that he had a great game. But, um, but yeah, uh, always love to see two competitors like that going at it because, you know, obviously Giannis and Russ, they bring it no matter who the hell's on the court. Yeah,
1: that's win or loss, um, and, and as rough of games that Russ can have, he's such a polarizing player, and it's such an interesting player to cover because when he is playing like he, like he did on Saturday, he truly does look like one of those top players in the league, and then you'll get a game where he's just just this complete opposite player. But that's why he's been such a unique figure in the league, one of the most unique players to ever touch an NBA hardwood. Absolutely. So hopefully we get a good version on, on Monday. And if they do, I think the Wizards... We
0: always get the good version, folks, right? We <laughs> always get the good version of Russ. <laughs> Russ, <laughs>
1: if Russ is playing, then the good version exists, I guess. But... Oh, yes. Lockdown Wizards fans, there's some optimism to start your week. We want to thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll be back with you again tomorrow, recapping what's hopefully a win tonight. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you prefer your podcast. It's Lockdown Wizards for Anthony. We'll be here again
0: tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.